Hello, and welcome to the Chris Yeh Podcast. I am Chris Yeh, and I'm coming to you sort of live, late at night, recording yet another Mental Samurai episode recap. This week, we're recapping Mental Samurai episode 5. We let off the proceedings with Glenn Hetrick, who is a pilot and a Taekwondo black belt. Glenn got off to a good start. He was very businesslike, and he had a very steady pace. He managed to get all the way through to the last question, but he ended up losing because instead of spelling Caribbean, he just said it out loud and locked it in. Now, of course, it's very disappointing to lose on the last question, but it was definitely something he knew. Once again, it was time pressure. And the time pressure occurred not because he had gone too slowly throughout. He had maintained a very steady pace, but because question 11 asked him to put a set of actresses in order, and he had to think about it, and he took far longer with that question than with any other question. I'm sure we'll actually hear an analysis of this from my friend Dre Alvarez, who's taking the advanced stats on Mental Samurai, but I think we'll see that that sequence question really took Glenn out of it. That being said, it was a great run, and he almost made it. He had the answer. He just didn't quite have enough time and panicked a little bit. Next up was Ed Moses, an Olympic gold medalist swimmer with 13 different world records that he had broken. Now, this is a classic case of the folks at casting doing a phenomenal job. Obviously, the instant they found out this guy is an Olympic gold medalist, they thought, oh my goodness, we've got to get him on television. And Ed certainly came in seeming very confident. I've looked a little bit more about at Ed's background since then. He's actually a very smart guy in addition to everything else. He has an MBA from UCLA's Anderson School. He's the CEO of his own startup. So he is entrepreneurial. He is obviously super athletic, incredibly intelligent. And he went into this looking like he was going to do incredibly well. And for the most part, he did. However, on his very first question, which was a crossword question, I guess he's not a Beatles fan because he didn't know that George is, has the last name Harrison. And he knew that the name was Blank Ford, and he just couldn't get Harrison Ford. And he took a full 90 seconds before he finally got that question right. Now, I'm sure he knew who Harrison Ford was. If you went back to him, he probably would know that George Harrison was a Beatle. But that's what happens when you're up there. And as the seconds tick by, the pressure gets worse and worse. I'm just glad he was able to actually get the right answer and then recover. Now, I could see, just watching him on television, he seemed dispirited afterwards. He's a smart enough guy to know that taking 90 seconds on question one was almost certainly going to make sure that he wouldn't be able to finish all 12 questions. But he was game and a competitor, like we would expect from an Olympic champion. And he went through the rest of the course at blazing speed. He made up a lot of time, but there was no way for him to come back from that 90 seconds. And he was a gracious and defeat but, you know, just a really tough break. Just goes to show, no matter how smart you are, no matter what you've accomplished, no matter what pressure you've been under in the past, anything can get to anyone at any time. The third competitor was Jack Vomaka. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Jack is a computer science major at USC. He's an aspiring fantasy novelist, and he scored a perfect 36 on his ACT. Now, I want you guys to remember that 
Mental Samurai was recorded in October of 2018. And Jack had just started at USC. So he's just a freshman, just a month or two in from into school. And here he is appearing on national television, sitting across from Rob Lowe, uh, working and going against some of the toughest competitors in the business. So I want to applaud Jack for really stepping up. Jack had that speed of youth. He seemed pretty unflappable as he got started, very much all business and locking things in very quickly. He had a great pace. He was well ahead of schedule. And it was about halfway through when he had an answer. He saw that what is the thing that is is the tailbone? He said, coxic, lock it in. And I could tell at that point that he was really getting into it. He felt that victory was in reach. He felt that he was going to get through this course and he was going to win. And then... He ran into a very tough question 11. This was one of the questions where you have blank word, word blank, and what is the word that fits in both blanks that makes it work? In this case, it was blank port and over blank. And I got to tell you, I couldn't get it at home. And I was thinking to myself, I kept, because I played Dungeons and Dragons, I was like, teleport? No, that's not right. Overdrive? No, that's too much. Overload? No, what the hell is a load part? This is not working. I'm not sure what's going on. And Jack also ran out of time. Just a really tough question. A lot of the other competitors uh, who I've talked with about this question said, you know, they didn't get it either. And you know, it just happens. On the other hand, I will say that my 14-year-old daughter got in about five seconds. So it's just all a question of what's in your mind at that point. But again, great run by Jack, incredible speed early on, and great performance considering he was just two months in to his freshman year at USC. Fourth was Nancy Joe Perdue, who is a retired journalist, 65 years old. She had interviewed six different presidents. Now that is quite a first act to her life. I know she's done other stuff since then. She's actually been a stand-up comedian. She's performed. Uh, she's had a bit of an entertainment career as well. And Nancy's entertainment background really showed when she went out there. She had great banter with Rob Lowe. But remember, we've been talking all season about the balance between drama and speed. Are you going to go all business? Are you going to be dramatic? Or are you going to find the optimal path as Nathan Gonzalez did a couple episodes ago with the fast and fun strategy? Well, Nancy went heavily on the drama side and she was very dramatic going through, talking everything out loud, really going through a lot of extra verbiage along the way to add flavor to what was going on. And I was really concerned with her pace. But despite all that, when she got to question six, she had nearly three minutes left on the clock. And so even though I thought she was being overly dramatic, she was actually getting through in reasonable time. But what she did get tripped up on on the very next question is the classic thing we've seen with competitors who are older, which is pop culture got her. She had a word scramble where she had to unscramble the name of a movie. And I saw it in about one second, Inception. It was plain as day to me. But Nancy had never seen the movie, uh, had never even thought about it, and just spent the rest of the time trying to come up with the answer and could not. Again, I got to tip my cap to her. She had the presence of mind to really come back with a great comeback. When Rob asked her what happened, she said, you know, 
Had you been in the movie, I might have gotten it right. There's that great entertainer right there, the journalist, the person who's been cool under pressure and interviewed six presidents. Uh, great performance, ultimately not great performance in the standards of the game because she only got through half the questions, but great performance as a competitor. And uh, was I was very impressed with her presence of mind. That brings us to our final competitor of the evening, Jackie Bohem, or as I like to call her, Dr. Jackie. I just have to say that Dr. Jackie is one of the people from my day of shooting. So we spent a lot of time together. And I mentioned in a tweet after the show that I felt that Dr. Jackie, along with Joey Gutman from episode one, was one of the MVPs for us collectively as competitors on the show because Dr. Jackie and Joey and and I think myself and a few other people were really focused on trying to organize us to get everyone to have fun, to relax. Uh, We had sing-alongs, we did yoga, we played games. Uh, Famously, we played a Jenga game where Dr. Jackie actually lost, probably one of the few times in her life that she's ever actually lost at anything. And if you watch the show, you saw that Dr. Jackie had this incredible backstory. Her family emigrated to the United States when she was two years old. She didn't speak any English. Her family was poor as she was growing up. And yet, her natural talent and intelligence shone through. She became the first person in her family to go to college. She went to Harvard Medical School, and she's an anesthesiologist at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. And if you know anything about the top hospitals in this country, you know that that is one of the most prestigious assignments you could ever possibly have. So she has done amazingly well for herself. But that's not even half of her biography. I mean, I think that they might have left some of this stuff out because you just wouldn't believe it if you heard it. Among the other things that I believe are true for Dr. Jackie, she was a runner-up, Miss Florida. So a lot of people said, wow, she looks amazing. She's so attractive. Yes, she was actually a beauty pageant competitor, but obviously in this case, a brilliant intelligent, accomplished beauty pageant competitor, certainly not someone who's just there for her looks, somebody who combines great physical attractiveness with incredible mental game. She's also a power lifter, somebody who was a, a, a competitor as uh, lifting weights as a bodybuilder, which is incredible as well. And in addition to everything else, she has a black belt. So she has the entire package. I don't even know how she managed to fit all of that into her life. She must never sleep. Just incredibly, incredibly impressive. Now, let's move on to her actual run. And I would say her run was perhaps the most impressive we've seen uh, on a couple of levels. So remember we talked a couple of episodes ago about how Nathan Gonzalez really pioneered and did this fast and fun approach, which meant that he was answering questions quickly, but he was also enjoying himself between the questions. So taking advantage of that dead time to really make things work. 
And what Dr. Jackie did is she really took that to the next level. So she was not only uh, going through and, and making this work. She was answering the questions. She was really talking things through. I feel like even though she talked things through out loud more than almost any other competitor, that she also maintained a great pace. As you saw, she had over 34 seconds on the clock left when she finished the 12 questions and moved on to the Circle of Samurai. She also was enjoying her ride on Eva. She was smiling. She was laughing. She was clearly just enjoying it. She was also doing what Joey Gutman said to do, which is to recenter herself. At one point, I heard her say, okay, focus. So she knew to focus herself again. And she also said on another uh, pause, this is awesome which, of course, is a very Dr. Jackie thing to do. And she was very forceful on her lock-it-ins, just ch-ching, ch-ching, ch-ching. So Jackie just had this incredible run. She even faced off against one of the kinds of questions that has been the uh, the the bet noir of so many people a spinning question she had a bunch of spinning pharaohs and she got that one in like five seconds so she went through got all 12 questions correct with 34 seconds to go very fast very almost flawless performance and then she went on to the circle of samurai knocked down all four questions and won $100,000 to join Nathan Gonzalez with the title of Mental Samurai and heading on to the season finale with Nathan, with Sam Durbin, with Matt Potts, uh, with Kevin Hayes, and all these other contestants who hopefully will be joining them in the weeks to come. So just an incredible performance by Dr. Jackie. Uh, I feel like that America really loved her. I saw the Twitter traffic. People were saying, oh my God, this is amazing. I wish this doctor was a part of my trivia team. She's crushing it. And I'm just saying it right now. If she does not get other on-camera work in the future, I will be stunned. Because if there's anybody, with the possible exception of Sam Durbin, who is more suited for doing something on television... Uh, It's Dr. Jackie. I hope that there is a Dr. Jackie show at some point in time that is airing on television that I can watch so I could say, hey, I knew her when she was just a competitor on Mental Samurai. So that was Mental Samurai Season 1, Episode 5, another fast-paced episode. A couple of folks who almost made it all the way through, really good performances throughout, and then, of course, capped off by a near-perfect performance by Dr. Jackie. So that's it for episode five. I hope you guys enjoyed this recap. I'm going to be trying to reach out to the various contestants, especially Dr. Jackie, to get some interviews done with them. Also look for an upcoming interview with Matt Potts, the big winner from last episode, episode four. Matt Potts was training as a member of the Marine Corps, but he's back to civilization now. And he and I are going to talk tomorrow morning and hopefully we'll record and get that podcast out as well. So again, I hope that you're enjoying Mental Samurai. Please tune in. I'm going to be going on the show on Tuesday, April 30th, 9 p.m. on Fox. I hope to have you cheering me on then. I hope to keep bringing you this great extra Mental Samurai content with the insider insights from myself and the other competitors. If you like this show, if you like Mental Samurai, please tell someone about it on social media. Please share this. Please rate and review the podcast wherever you happen to consume it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Make sure people know that this is something they should tune into. I'm Chris Yeh, and thank you for listening.